Hello, guys, and welcome to the Sports Library Podcast. I'm your host, Samson George, and welcome, guys, to episode 57 of the Sports Library Podcast, guys. Make sure you guys, if you have not listened to any of the episodes, make sure you guys check out the past episodes so you guys can see where, where, where we have been talking about over the NFL, NBA, and all the other seasons. Um, today, we are joined with a special guest today, his first time coming on to the show here. Uh, welcome, Adi. Hey, guys. Yep, I'm looking forward to chatting about uh, NFL and college football. I'm, uh, if you guys didn't know, I'm a huge Colts fan, uh, Texas A&M graduate, um, so big Aggies fan. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to getting into it. Uh, yeah, guys, Adi, you know, big A&M fan. I see you with your A&M shirt. Uh, I actually have an AM flag right on the corner of my screen here. So, yeah, both of us, pretty big Aggie fans. So we're going to talk about college football, uh, NFL, NBA, a lot of good topics here today. But, guys, before we get into this episode, guys, make sure you, make sure you guys you check out the sportslibrary.tech website. We got new articles on the NFL, NBA, and MLB. As well as, guys, make sure you guys check out um, the Sports Library TikTok page. We got new videos coming out every single day. Um, we try to upload every single day at least one video. Um, so make sure you guys keep running up the likes, run up the comments, run up the shares. And uh, if you guys have some friends that you know are interested in sports videos or just you and your friends talk about sports, make sure you guys show them your this account, the Sports Library account. I'm sure they'll love a couple of our videos. And uh, while they're at it, they might hit the follow button also. Um, we are so close to 6,000 followers on TikTok. So thank you to everybody who's already followed. But if you guys have not followed us already, uh, make sure you guys go check us out over there. And lastly, guys, make sure you guys check out the Sports Library Patreon page. Um, we got exclusive content only for the Patreon members um, as like just some exclusive articles as well as the video podcast go up on the Patreon page. Um, so make sure you guys check out the Sports Library Patreon page. It's the best way to support us if you guys want to. You guys don't have to, but it is $1.99 a month. Um, so thank you guys for everyone who has already subscribed to the Patreon. And uh, if you guys are thinking about being a Patreon member, um, make sure you guys do it and y'all will get the, all the exclusive content. Um, but yeah, guys, that is the, the normally that's everything about the sports library, uh, business that we got here. So make sure you guys, you guys check out the podcast, the social medias and all that, but let's get into this episode because this past weekend, it was quite a weekend with a lot of NBA games, a lot of NFL games, um, college football also. So we're going to get into all of that. Um, but let's start with the NFL. We're going to go through the division standings and kind of just give our thoughts um, on the NFL division standings. So let's go straight into the AFC West here. Um, we've got a brand new division leader, the New England Patriots. Normally they always run the league or they normally run this division. Um, but with Tom Brady leaving, we didn't know if Mac Jones would be able to take over the division. But uh, Adi, how do you feel about the New England Patriots this season and them right now in that first place spot? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely surprising coming into the season, at least. Um, with their 7-4 and four record, their bye is still yet to come. So, yeah, um, they're definitely a surprise. Um, their defense has been playing well. Um, their offense needs a little bit more explosion to uh, take them far in the playoff. But uh, Mac Jones has proven to be a good pick as of now, um, playing with um, limited 
uh, weapons, I would say, but they're able to get enough points to win with that defense. So, yeah, we'll see. The Bills um, coming off a tough loss, um, pretty brutal loss to my Colts. Um, they're looking um, – they, they're they very pass-dominant. Um, need to run the ball a little bit more. Um, kind of a finesse team. So we'll see how that matches up with the division leaders at the moment. Um, uh, they're still going to have some – um games left to be played to uh solve that tiebreaker so we'll see what happens in the coming weeks yeah i basically just have ran down basically that they took the first place from the bills and right now the bills aren't looking too hot right now um so i just said you know watch out bills fans because you know in the beginning of the season we everyone i think a lot of people thought the bills would win the division um, and right now, New England, they're looking really good. Now they're in the first place um, of the division. So I think it's going to be really competitive near the end. But, um, yeah, I think the, the Patriots are a team to watch out for. Um, let's go to the AFC North here. Um, you got the uh, the Baltimore Ravens sitting in that first place. Um, how do you feel about the AFC North? Yeah, this is a very competitive division. Um, all the teams are within one or two games of each other. Um, the Browns have been disappointing as of now. Baker Mayfield has not been playing well. Their offense has not been putting up points. So um, we'll see how they fight and claw for to get back into it, sitting at last place right now. Um, the Ravens are probably the best team in the division. Um, they're playing with a lot of injuries and so eking out wins. So um they're gonna have a lot of divisional matches coming up uh playing against the the Bengals the Steelers and the Browns so this division will play itself out and once they start playing each other um they're the clear favorite will come out of it at the end of the season I would say the Ravens um are standing head and shoulders above everybody else in this division the Bengals have been a pleasant surprise but they've come back after leading the division early on in the season. Um, the Steelers have also been scratching and clawing um, with that one tie against the Lions. Um, they seem to be a little inconsistent, but things will uh, work itself out in this division, especially with the head-to-head matchups coming up. Yeah, this division is a really tight race. You got Steelers with a 5-4-1 and one record, and they're seeing the third spot. Um, Browns, um, they were looking pretty good, but then they lost Odell. But they just, they still kind of looked kind of good. Um, Bengals, to me, they're like one week they're really good, one week they're not as good. So, um, it, they're kind of a confusing team. But the Ravens, I think the Ravens might end up winning the division, but um, I feel like it's gonna be a tie race between the Bengals and Ravens. Um, let's get to the AFC South here. Um. The Titans staying in that first spot. This is your division. Um, I have right now, actually, I said, the, it's like a question mark. I put Colts might take the division, question mark. Uh, Colts have beat, they did just beat the Bills. The Titans aren't looking as great as they normally do these last uh, these last couple of weeks. Um, how do you feel about your division? I mean, you do you feel I know you're feeling good. Titans are coming off that loss to the Texans. What do you feel? Uh, 
Yeah, so I still firmly believe the the division the, the race is out of the picture for the Colts at the moment. Um, even uh, if they were to come back that, I guess, two games, they do not hold the tiebreaker against the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, head-to-head matchup. So they would still need to have win three more games uh, with three losses for the Titans. So they would still need a massive swing in favor of the Colts. Um, the Colts have been playing well. Um, admittedly, uh, a massive win against the Bills, um, blowing them out in Buffalo uh, mm-hmm. with John- Jonathan Taylor popping off for five touchdowns. Um, they've definitely gotten a new identity, giving the ball more to Jonathan Taylor, which they hadn't done previously. Um, they finally unlocked uh, JT, and it's pro- definitely proven to be uh, advantageous for them. Um, yeah, the Titans, uh, they don't have Derrick Henry at the moment, and it's clearly hurting them. Um, they're forcing the ball through uh, Ryan Tannehill a lot more. He actually threw four picks this past week against the Texans. So um, a very sloppy performance from the offense, from the Titans. So if that does continue, I do see the Titans losing a couple more games. But the Titans' uh, schedule coming is on the easier side. So all their tough games are behind them. So it's going to be hard to uh, catch up for the Colts, I would say. Uh, but they're definitely in the thick of it in the wild card race, especially with this Bills win. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, he went off five touchdowns, I believe. In his last game, he went off. And because t- my last episode, I predicted y'all's Colts to beat the Bills. I did actually predict that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a little sneak peek for the our our next our our topic coming up. But I'm telling you, I think uh, he's in the MVP conversation uh, at the moment uh, with none of the other quarterbacks performing that well. Uh, I think he's going to be my pick for the MVP at the moment. Um, let's get to the uh, AFC West here. Um... A lot of uh, this is another close division here. I kind of said uh, it's tough to call, um, just because the Chargers they look really, like a really good team one week and then they don't play as well. Um, Raiders same thing. Broncos I think have kind of fallen off, but I mean they're five and five. They're kind of still in it. Um, but I said t- it's gonna be a tough call. Um, it's gonna be a tough one to pick, but I think the Chiefs are gonna end up winning the division throughout it all. How do you feel about the AFC West? Yeah, I would agree. The Chiefs have come into good form, winning four straight. Um, the Chargers with Justin Herbert also look good. Uh, the Raiders, with the loss of their coach, um, has not per- have not performed well in the past three weeks. And the Bron- Broncos have come back uh, as well. Um, I think it's a two-horse race in this division as well with the Chiefs and the Chargers. But I do see the Broncos. Uh, pulling out a few of these divisional matchups. Um, they seem to be dangerous, especially with that defense and the offensive weapons they have. Um, but I think the Chiefs have come to their own, especially on the defensive side. Um, they've been able to create havoc in the pass rush department. Um, and all their players are seemingly healthy at the moment. And they're on a four-game winning streak. So 
Uh, I think that's the team to beat in the AFC West uh, with the Chargers flying for uh, wild card spot. Yeah, a lot of that that division, a lot of good teams, like three good, pretty pretty good teams in that division. Um, let's get to the NFC here. Um, let's start with the NFC East. Uh, I kind of said uh, the Cowboys. I think they got the division on lock. I just don't see New York. Uh, Washington or Philly winning this division, but Cowboys, they've lost two of the last three games, their last three games. Um, they're not looking too hot right now, but I think at the end of the day, they're going to get the division. But how do you feel about the NFC East? Yeah, I mean, it's the Cowboys division to lose. Um, the other three teams have not been um, at that level, but the Eagles are surprising people at the moment on a two game winning streak um, have been looking impressive as of late. So if they, at the moment they're about three or four games back. Um, So it's going to take a little bit of effort to get back into it for the Eagles. But I think that's the only team in the division that I think could fight for that first place. Um, But I think the Eagles might be able to get a wild card, especially in the weak NFC. Yeah, yeah, I I also had that the Eagles have been kind of good these last couple of weeks. Um, it just beat the Saints. Um, but yeah, that division, I I originally had Washington to win the division. Um, and they're not looking as hot right now. Um, but yeah, I think this division, yeah, I think Cowboys for sure have it. But Eagles have been playing pretty good, and I don't think a lot of people are talking about the Eagles right now. Um, let's get to the uh, NFC North. Um, same kind of thing. I think the Packers got on a lock, but I have I wrote down um the Vikings on the rise. They just uh beat Green Bay. Um, there's like getting again kind of like the Eagles getting these sort of sneaky win wins. Um, they beat the Chargers. Um, but I I still think the Packers got on a lock. But Vikings are a team that people should probably watch out for. Yeah. Um. The Packers have a lot of injuries. I think they they're at like ten starters on both offense and defense. Um, Aaron Rodgers just came back. Uh, he did play well in that game, but yeah, the Vikings got an impressive win, good head-to-head win, two games back at the moment uh, with the tiebreaker. So yeah, they'll need a little bit more to get back into that first place first place conversation. But yeah, they are looking impressive. I I would say the Packers are are head and shoulders the favorite to win this division. Um, Bears have looked bad, losing five straight, and the Lions are the Lions. So yeah, it's a two team race here as well. Yep. Let's get uh, to the NFC South here. Uh, same sort of thing, but I I think Tampa Bay has gone on lock. I don't think the other teams in the division are really going to make it competitive. Um, but I just think – I think this for sure, I think it's going to go to Tampa Bay. Um, maybe Carolina with Cam Newton coming back, they might be able to win a couple of games here and there and kind of make it close. But I got Tampa Bay uh, winning the division pretty easily. Uh, yeah, I think uh, they'll be able to win this division as it's not as um... – the other teams have, are dealing with a lot of issues, especially the Saints losing their Jameis for the year um, with the quarterback and Panthers 
coming in with Cam now. Um, uh, very limited play, uh, practice time. So, yeah, the other teams are struggling. So I guess the Buccaneers are going to win the division by default, but they have not been looking that impressive. They did win Monday night, um, but it was against the Giants, so you can't take them, take away that much. Um, they have a two and three record away from home. So uh, the next game is against the Colts, and that's going to be in Indianapolis. So that's going to be a big, uh, big game for both teams, um, especially the Colts if they can um, build upon the Bills' win with another marquee win. Um, that would be big, and uh, for the Buccaneers who would. Uh, I don't think the the division's gonna be um that much uh, of a danger, but um their seeding for the playoffs might be impacted. So yeah. And uh wrapping up here with the NFC West, um Seahawks, my division, uh I just basically put uh Arizona or or the Rams, they basically got this division. Um I think I think Arizona's gonna walk win the division the Rams might make it competitive but if you guys saw my last episode uh I don't really see the Rams being the super great team just because they got Odell um but uh I, I got Arizona winning the division um but Rams might make it competitive uh Niners um they are coming off a win against the Jaguars I believe but I don't think the Niners are gonna really do anything the Seahawks just this is clearly just not in. This is clearly just not our year. Uh, just lost at Arizona, um, this past weekend. So I don't, I don't see us winning the division. Um, at this point, we just gotta win out and hope like the mid tier teams get some losses and hope we can get a lucky wild card spot. But um, this, I think, believe the this last game was a must win game, but I believe there's still like a 10, 8, eight or 10% chance we might make the playoffs. So we basically got to win out and hope some teams, a lot of teams just start losing. But for the division, I got Arizona taking the division. How do you feel about the uh, NFC West? Yeah, I think the Cardinals are head and shoulders above everybody else. I think the Rams aren't that great. They have weaknesses um, and they're trying to buy their, um, buy their, a lot of players that, um, might have big names, but uh, need to prove that they work together. Uh, yeah, I think the Cardinals win this division. Um, impressive wins with uh, McCoy at quarterback, especially, and uh, with uh, D Hop not playing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing with a lot of injuries and getting wins, so that that's impressive by the Cardinals. Um, I don't know what's what's your the biggest problem with the Seahawks that you see why why are they losing? Um, really? So in the beginning of the season, I was I was going to say it'll be our defense, but lately, our defense hasn't been too terrible. It's just our offense; we just can't get anything going. Um, a lot of punts. We literally keep punting the ball, especially in like fourth and one, fourth and two situations, which. Nowadays, you see, like, the Cowboys, they go for it a lot of times on fourth and one. And we're punting the ball on fourth and one, like, at midfield. So, um, I, I don't know. We're just – I don't know. I don't really think Pete's right now confident in our offense. Russell also is just not having his, a great season. He's missing a lot of throws. He missed 
uh, a pretty wide open touchdown in the end zone for um, for Freddie Swain. I think I pretty, he was wide open up the middle, uh, but he just missed the throw. Um, so Russell's just not playing like his normal self. Um, and just right now, our offense just can't get anything really going. When we played the Packers, we had zero points. They literally held us to zero points. Um, and this past weekend, was our we got our first touchdown since Halloween. So uh, we just can't get in the end zone. We're just not able to score. So I think if we can get our offense problems fixed, we will definitely start winning games. But, yeah, I just – as a Seahawks fan – I wasn't really confident in our defense and I was really confident in our offense. And right now it's sort of like the, the switch has flipped. Like it's our defense is really keeping us in these games and our offense just can't get down to the field. So hopefully we can turn it around. Um, and hopefully some, we, we basically got to get lucky. We basically got to win out and hope other teams lose. And we still got to play the Cardinals. So we got to play them one more time with Kyler Murray. He's definitely going to be back and DeAndre Hopkins. So that'll be a real test. So Hopefully we can get that win, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the Seahawks just this year has just hasn't been a year. Russell's just not playing like himself. Yeah, uh, I'm actually I'm pretty surprised because uh, we played or the Colts played the Seahawks week one, and they yeah. looked pretty pretty good in that game. So we um, look like a completely different team from that game till now. <laughs> yeah, that now that loss looks pretty bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Especially with the Seahawks being three and seven, so that that loss doesn't look good anymore. Um, but yeah, surprising. Yeah, guys, those were our division standings, guys. Comment down below. Um, who's your team and where you guys, where your team is in your guys' division? Um, do y'all see y'all winning the? Do you see your team winning the division? Are y'all like me at the bottom of the division? Uh, let us know down below in the comments. Um, but moving on to our next topic here, guys, we're going to go to the NBA and probably the biggest sports news of the past week. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard it, heard of it if you guys are sports fans. Um, the LeBron and Isaiah Stewart altercation. Basically, if you guys did not happen to see the play, basically it was the uh, I was going to say the Lions, the Pistons versus the Lakers. Um, they were going at it um, and. It was at a free throw line, I believe, and um, LeBron and Isaiah Stewart sort of just boxing each other out. Um, LeBron swings his arm at Isaiah Stewart's face, hits him, I believe, in the elbow, but really it looked like he got hit in the back of the fist, but hits him on his eye. I think he also got him on his lip. Um, LeBron goes to say, my bad, I'm sorry, but uh, things just got out of hand real fast. Isaiah Stewart, his eyes started bleeding, his lips started bleeding. Um, and he just started running through the the security people, the the teammates for the Pistons, try to hold him back. But he was really trying to get to LeBron or someone on the Lakers. Either it was LeBron or Westbrook. Um, he just wanted to go get him. So they finally had to hold him back. They sent him to the locker room, and he ran loose in the in the tunnel. So they were able, they were able to fix all. I believe they were able to get a hold of him. Um, and since that altercation, LeBron has been suspended one game, and it's, it's his first time getting suspended. Um, Isaiah Stewart, he has been suspended twice. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to give our thoughts on the LeBron Stewart uh, altercation. And really the question is, should LeBron have been suspended a game? Should he have been suspended more games? Should he have not been suspended? Um, Adi, what do you think about the whole situation? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, the suspensions are warranted. Um, one game for LeBron, two games for Isaiah Stewart seem um, fine. Uh, I mean, two seems light for Stewart, but um, I think that's relatively fine. Um, yeah, it's definitely um, a situation that didn't have to happen. Um, definitely provoked by LeBron, I would say. Um, you could clearly see there was an intention for um, hitting Isaiah Stewart um, during that box out. Um, he there was definitely a wind up in in the in his action um, to hit him. Uh, I don't know if he was trying to hit him in the face, but that's what it came came down to. Um, he it was his. It seemed like his fist or the back of his hand got him in the face. And there was a clear intention there. Um, So I could understand why Isaiah Stewart was angry. Um, But, yeah, it definitely got out of hand when he started um, uh, coming out and uh, fighting, like, fighting his own own staff, trying to get back at the Lakers. So, um, yeah, that situation got out of hand. But I could definitely understand his anger there. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't watch the game, so I don't know if there was any pent up tension or anything um throughout so uh i can't speak on that but from that play itself um it was definitely a little dirty um so warranted a uh an ejection and a suspension i would say you yeah i'm gonna ask you um because i put here i said lebron deserves to get suspended for this game or for this altercation but i wrote down i don't really think i don't really see it as a dirty play um, because they both are boxing each other. You said it was a dirty play. Um, I don't know. To me, the way I looked at it was when I, I, I just saw it as when the Lakers were losing in that moment by like 10 or 10 plus points. And Isaiah Stewart's normally the physical sort of player. He'll kind of push you around a little bit. And I just think it was in the heat of a moment sort of thing. But obviously, I don't think LeBron wanted his eye to bleed, but he did sort of push. They were both pushing each other. And it just so happened that LeBron just he just decided to swing his arm, and obviously he obviously with intent swinged his arm, but I don't think he meant for his eye and the lip to bleed. So I don't really see it as a dirty play, but I do think he should be suspended because you know he did decide to swing at him. But why, yeah. why do you? How do you see? Or what? What do you? What makes you think it was a dirty play? Well, the dirty play aspect, I would say there was an intention to um i would say hit him i don't know if he was trying to hit him in the face but he was definitely trying to uh foul him in that in that um there's no there was it was definitely not an accident um he was trying to hit him um but uh in the face and in the eye that was probably an accident but the intention was there to hit him and hit him hard um especially a closed fist uh, and got him with the back of the hand or even the could have got him with the elbow, which would have been worse. Mm-hmm. Um, There's definitely an intention to hurt him. So that's the dirty aspect of the play, I would say. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's good that he did get suspended. Cause I feel like if he had not gone suspended, a lot of people would have said if it was any other player, they would have suspended the whatever player. But I think, since it's LeBron, people might have thought, like, oh, LeBron gets treated different. But I think it's good that he did get suspended to show, like, 
like one like no one can do this like even LeBron LeBron can't just swing at people um um yeah but I just think you know I I kind of also get it from Stewart's perspective just I think I think the way everyone was reacting when he got hit everyone was sort of holding him back to calm him down I think in his mind maybe he's thinking like he, you know LeBron hit me in the face why are y'all telling me to come down like, you know what I mean and his eyes bleeding so he probably just in the heat of the moment that's why he decided to like run around and chase him down but um, I also kind of get Isaiah Stewart's sort of perspective on that because you know he's the one who got hit in the eye, and everyone's sort of holding him back. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was a crazy situation all around. Um, but yeah, guys, let us know down below in the comments, guys. What do you guys think about the Isaiah Stewart and LeBron altercation on the court? Um, should they have been suspended more games? Do you think they should not have been suspended? Uh, let us know down below in the uh, comments. Um, but before we get into the other topics we got, guys got, we're going to have a quick shout out to Anchor for sponsoring tonight's episode, guys. If you guys have not heard about Anchor, it's a great platform to use. If you guys are looking to create your own podcast, you guys can record, edit, and upload all in the app. Um, the app is super uh, user-friendly, super easy to use. Um, and once you guys upload your podcast, it goes straight to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, really everywhere you guys find your podcast, it goes straight to the uh, major platform. So make sure you guys go check out the Anchor app. And if you guys are um, thinking about making a podcast, you guys should definitely make a podcast because nowadays podcasts are going up. A lot of people are watching more podcasts. A lot of people are um just making their own podcasts on their own blogs, whether it's about sports or like cooking or whatever topics they want to talk about. Podcasts are on the rise. So if you guys have that idea of making a podcast, you know, guys got a theme, make sure you guys use the Anchor app, guys, again. It's a great app to use, and it goes straight to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you guys find podcasts, guys, it goes straight to it. So thank you, um, Anchor, for sponsoring tonight's episode. Let's get back into the rest of the episode here okay guys so let's talk um about the nfl mvp race Adi did he did hint to it uh earlier in the episode here but basically the question is we're going into week 12 um a lot of players are in that mvp race um we're basically gonna make our case for who we think is the nfl mvp um as of right now and uh do you want to go first or should i go first uh, you can go first. Okay, I'm so my original pick was actually gonna be Kyler Murray, but looking at it, I thought they might not end up giving it to him because he did get injured and he's been out for I think a couple of weeks. And Cole McCoy just won with the Cardinals team, so I don't really I don't know if they're gonna give Kyler Murray, but I'm gonna go with Tom Brady, um, as the NFL MVP. Um, and a lot of people might find that a little confusing, or you know, a lot of people might not get that. But here's the thing: Tom Brady's having a really quiet, like a, a really great season, and not a lot of people are talking about it. Um, right now he is currently first in touchdowns. He's thrown the most touchdowns. He's second in passing yards. Um, he's third in QBR. So his stats are. Like, he's, like, a really – he's, like, he is – he his stats are at the best. And he is still Tom Brady. The same Tom Brady 
from five years ago, he's still here. He's still making plays. He's still winning. His team is winning. Um, the Buccaneers, um, obvious division favorites, um, looking to go on another playoff run. Um, he's still dominating the league. Again, and he's he's literally le- leading in all the major stats for a QB. And to me, the fact that he's 44 years old, every year people think, oh, this is going to be the year he falls off. This is the year he might not uh, do as good. He's still year in and year out, constantly proves that he is the GOAT. And uh, he's, you know, he, every team he goes to, he makes them win. And it's not only that he is on their, a good team, he's playing like the best player on the team. And he's literally, he's leading um, Dak Prescott's Cowboys. He has he has more touchdowns than Dak. He has more touchdowns than uh, Mahomes, than Justin Herbert. He's got more touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers. Second in passing yards. Third in QBR. So he is really showing up. Um, just and a lot of people are not really talking about Tom Brady in the MVP race, but I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. The stats show it, and his team is winning. I'm gonna go with Tom Brady as the MVP as of right now. But uh, Adi, who do you got as your MVP? Uh, well, I would first off say that the MVP award for the NFL has often, or more than often, most of the time been uh glorified best quarterback in the league award um true true uh so it's definitely favored for the quarterbacks but with that said i think this year there are no quarterbacks that are going above each other um everybody's playing quite average um if you look at it um even you mentioned tom brady but He's also has eight interceptions, which is tied 18th. Um, I would, for a MVP level quarterback, I wouldn't see that as a great season. Um, so, and he's not leading in other categories other than touchdowns. So it's, he's not above and beyond the best quarterback, I would say. Um, they have a winning record, which is good. Um, but I would say, even out of the quarterbacks, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is having a better season. He he just has missed a couple games, so that's impacted his um, his stats for the year. But I think on a game to game basis, I think Aaron Rodgers has had a pretty good season. But with that being said, I think Jonathan Taylor is uh, above and beyond the best offensive weapon. Um, in the NFL right now. Um, he's leading the league in rushing. He's leading the re- league in rushing touchdowns. He's also leading the league in overall touchdowns, all-purpose yards, yards from scrimmage. So he's number one in all of these categories. He's leading the league in um, rushing um, explosive play. Um, he has the longest rush of 83 yards. Um He's also been a weapon off out of the backfield as a pass receiver, um, which was a question out of college coming out of Wisconsin. And he's definitely he still hasn't had more touches than Derrick Henry, which is crazy. Um, Derrick Henry has played three games less, but still has about 20 or so more touches. So um, he he could definitely be utilized a lot more. Um, but he's still leading the league in all these categories, uh, which is um, crazy to, to me. 
And to top that off, he had a um, an amazing performance last week with five touchdowns in a game, uh, four rushing, one receiving, with almost 200 rushing yards. Um, so he's for a running back. These are this. It's unprecedented uh, territory. Um, he has. I think it's nine games in a row now with at least 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. So that's one more of those games. He's going to break Ladanian Tomlinson's record. Um, and that that's actually the last MVP, uh, running back MVP. So uh, if you want any precedent, there's uh, a spectacular season from Ladanian Tomlinson um, got an MVP uh, about like 10 or 15 years ago. So. Um, it, you might be due for another running back MVP now with this kind of season and performance from Jonathan Taylor. It just needs to continue. And uh, the Colts need to keep winning because MVPs aren't given out to bad teams either. So um, if the Colts keep winning and JT keeps doing what he's doing, I don't see how he can't be the MVP, um, especially with the quarterbacks not really separating with are separating themselves from each other. Um, I think it might be Jonathan Taylor's to lose. Yeah, I was going to say that because one, I wouldn't have no, I'd have no problem with them giving Jonathan Taylor the MVP. Um, one, I like him coming out of college. And like you said, he's first in all, a lot of these categories. But what you said is kind of true. They don't really get one. I, don't, I believe, I don't remember the last, MVP that was not a QB. Um, and two, they don't really give the MVPs to the not the best teams. Normally, it's always playoff teams. Normally, it's a Super Bowl contender sort of team. Um, so I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a really good season. But again, I think in order for him to get an MVP, he's got to put the Colts back on the map. He's got to put them... He's literally got to have to take over the league to the point where everyone's like, yo, Jonathan Taylor's literally carrying the Colts um, into the playoffs. Um, so that's the only reason, the only way I can see Jonathan Taylor getting that MVP. But his stats, though, they are off the charts. Um, but I just think with the MVP award, like you said, a lot of times it goes to QBs. Um, and I think right now Tom Brady is just, he, they, I feel like every year Tom Brady could also be the MVP. They just always give it to someone else. Um, but he just – he's always a consistently good quarterback, and he proves it each year, year in and year out, um, especially in the playoffs. In the playoffs, no one wants to play against Tom Brady because he always finds a way to win. But, um, yeah, I think both of us have good players, though, that could easily – definitely are dominating the league, definitely are taking over the league. Yeah, uh, I just think uh, the Colts have to keep winning for Jonathan Taylor to get, to bolster his case. Um, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, guys, comment down below, guys. Who do you guys have as your NFL MVP? Um, we chose Jonathan Taylor and Tom Brady, but I know a lot of people are saying Dak Prescott. I know a lot of people are saying Kyler Murray. Um so comment down below, guys. Who do you guys have at that MVP spot? And we'll see who um, ends up being right at the end of the uh, NFL season come the NFL awards time. Um, going on to our next topic here, guys. We're going to talk some college football. Um, I know, Adi, you're a big fan of college football, of Texas A&M. 
um, especially the that team. But I know you keep up with all team, a lot of the teams, um, in those in the seat in the college football rankings. Um, so basically, Ali, you basically the floor is yours. Um, give your thoughts basically on college football. I'll come in. I'll basically give my thought here and there. But the floor is yours. Um, how do you feel about A and M, and just how do you feel about college football right now? Yeah. Um. So I guess coming up is the last regular season uh, week of the college football season rivalry week, as they call it. Um. So a lot of big games coming up this week. Um. The college football playoff rankings just got announced a couple hours ago mm-hmm. on this day. So I can go over um the top few teams uh, with Georgia coming in at num- number one. They've been above and beyond the best team in college football. Um. They haven't played the best competition as of yet. Yet, um, they played Clemson week one, got a convincing win there. But Clemson hasn't been a pretty, uh, has been pretty bad this season. Um, actually snuck into the rankings um uh, this this week, but they've been pretty bad throughout. So, not as convincing as we thought. And Georgia hasn't. They played Florida, but Florida's also been bad. Um, actually just fired their coach, Dan Mullen. So um, we'll, we'll see once Georgia plays uh, Bama in the SEC championship game. Um, Bama comes in at number three. So um, the SEC championship game is going to be the one that um, decides Bama's fate, especially with one loss, the one loss coming to A&M uh, in Kyle Field. Um, so they're going to have to win out. Uh, this week they're playing Auburn. So they're going to have to win the Iron Bowl and they're going to have to win the SEC championship against Georgia to make the playoffs. Um, so one and three are going to sort itself out. Then we have Ohio State coming in at number two. They just blew the brakes out of uh, uh, Michigan State last week. Um, a convincing win. Their offense is looking extremely dynamic, especially with their their freshman running back, Travion Henderson. And they have a... Uh, an abundance of wide receivers, um, five-star wide receivers. So their offense is looking very good. Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup um, if it comes down to Ohio State and Georgia uh, in, the, in the playoff. Um, with that offense against that defense, it'll be fun to watch. But um, they have a, an immense game against Michigan, who comes in at number five um, this week. So the Big Ten is going to come down to Ohio State and Michigan. Um, so this next week, um, that's going to decide the big 10 and then the winner of that game is going to go on to the big 10 championship and, uh, play Wisconsin. So, um, this next week game, next week's game, uh, is going to be determinant for the big 10. And I think Ohio state is the better team there, but, uh, I, I could see Michigan come somehow pulling off a, a miracle upset there. Um, so yeah, that so Ohio State and Michigan's gonna the the Big Ten's gonna play itself out there, and then we have Cincinnati coming at number four. Um, this is where I have a little bit of doubt in if Cincinnati is that good of a team. They haven't played anybody other than Notre Dame, which Notre Dame is number six at the moment. Um, but other than that, they have played absolutely nobody their strength of schedule i think is in the hundreds so they they haven't played anybody so you can't really justify 
them as the fourth best team in the nation. But uh, with an undefeated record and with one win against Notre Dame, I could see that them sneaking into the playoff, especially with Alabama having to play Georgia. They're going to uh, most likely come out of the playoff with another loss. And Ohio State and Michigan are going to play each other. So uh, someone out of the Big Ten is going to drop out. So that will leave at least one or two spots for Cincinnati to sneak in the playoff. Uh, but they still have a couple games where they could slip up. They haven't been very convincing in the in the later weeks. Um, almost losing to Tulsa and a couple other teams that are have been pretty bad. So, yeah, they'll have to win out. I think they, they will be able to do that and should be able to make the playoff. But I, I don't think they're a top five team straight out of talent. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they should be able to make the playoff. Then we have Notre Dame at six. Uh, they're going to have a tough road to get into the playoff. Um, they're going to have to win out, and they they should be able to win out. Um, their schedule is pretty easy, and they don't play in a conference, so there's no conference championship game, which might be a bad thing for them to not be able to bolster their resume um, at the end of the season. So for them to make the playoff, I would say either – uh, Alabama would have to lose in the SEC championship and drop out of the playoff conversation. And I would think either Cincinnati would have to lose or either Michigan or Ohio State loses in the Big Ten championship against Wisconsin, which would give them both either two losses. So that would be one scenario where Notre Dame gets in. Um, then we have Ohio's, Oklahoma State out of the Big 12. Uh, the Big 12 has um, basically been beating up on themselves with Oklahoma State having one loss, Baylor having two, and Oklahoma having one. But they're all playing each other. So I think they, they're going to end up beating up on themselves. And I don't think they'll be able to get uh, Big 12, uh, the, any Big, Big 12 team into the playoff. Uh, then we have uh, Notre Dame, uh, I mean, Ole Miss coming in at nine. They've been impressive. Throughout this year, um, their offense has been quite spectacular with Lane Kiffin. Um, uh, but they're going to be sitting at second in the SBC West. So no playoff hopes for them, especially behind Bama. But a successful season for Lane Kiffin, uh, getting big win uh, last week or two weeks ago against AM. and um, And then Oregon, they were a top four team last week. And they got boat raced against Utah. So uh, they're completely out of it uh, with two losses now. No Pac-12 team is going to make the playoff. Um, if we want to come down to my team, Texas A&M, they're sitting at 15 right now with the 8-3 and three record. Um, they started off the season looking pretty bad, especially after losing their starting quarterback, Haynes King. Um, after losing Haynes King, we got to Zach Calzada, and the first few games were all shaky, barely sneaking out wins against Colorado and uh, um, inferior opponents, and then got to Arkansas and lost that game, um, and then lost another game against Mississippi State right after that. And then the season thought we got a big turnaround against Bama, uh, mm-hmm. a cornerstone victory in Kyle Field. Um, Definitely surprised a lot of people getting that win 
especially with Alabama being number one at that time. Uh, getting that win at AM, uh, uh, AM win there in Kyle Field was massive for the program, especially with all the recruits in, in the stadium uh, that day. Um, they're actually sitting at number three right now in the recruiting rankings uh, for 2022 uh, with a lot of un, uncommitted players, uh, high schoolers um, still out there that are leaning towards AM. So they could easily. Uh, walk away with the number one recruiting class this year, um, which would be impressive for Jimbo Fisher. Um, and yeah, I would say this season has been a success for AM. Um, not from the beginning of the season, because uh, if Haynes King was there, I think everyone was expecting a playoff bound team uh, with wins against Bama. Uh, but uh, with Playing with Zach Calzada, second-string uh, quarterback, definitely a downgrade at the quarterback position. Uh, they've played well, um, but, yeah, it hasn't been enough, especially against uh, teams like Ole Miss with a dynamic offense. Your quarterback has to be able to score some more points, um, and especially with the two early losses, um, that's definitely – um crippled the AM's chances for the playoff. So yeah, I would say it was a successful season. Um, but a lot more to come in the coming years, especially with how the recruiting has been looking. Yeah, I uh, I watch I'm watching Ohio State a little bit. Yeah, I think that's my team right now. I'm looking at Ohio State. But one their quarterback, CJ Stroud, I believe he he's been having a pretty decent season um but in that top four yeah normally I like I like Alabama normally every year but this year I'm actually gonna go with Ohio State I really like what I see from that offense and CJ Stroud at quarterback um Georgia also pretty really good team there um but yeah your A&M Aggies they did I believe that early loss was against Arkansas and a lot of people said that was the end of the season right there but um how did I have that big win against Alabama? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had two two losses with uh, Arkansas and Mississippi State back-to-back, which basically ended all playoff hope, uh, but then came around with that Bama win. So uh, that's uh, the first Nick Saban assistant to ever beat um, Nick Saban. So uh, Jimbo. Finally got that off his back. Um, finally beating Bama. Uh, first win since Johnny Menzel. Um, so uh, mo- a momentous win for the Aggies, but uh, a little too little too late uh, for, for the playoff. But still mm-hmm. um, a big win uh, for that for this season and for this team. And yeah, you said I, there's just one more week of college football, and then we're right now we're going to the rivalry week, right? Yeah, so this Saturday um, we'll get most of the rivalry week um, last regular season games for all the teams, and then the next week after that we'll get the conference championship games, and then after that starts the bowl season will start. So after championship week, or no, 
yeah, conference championships. Uh, we'll get that final playoff ranking um, mm-hmm. with four teams. So we'll be uh, interesting to see who gets there. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good teams. Um, as yeah, my favorite time of college football is normally that bowl week, um, and then going into the top four teams, seeing the playoffs, and then the national championship game. Um, but yeah, guys, a lot of interesting things going on, um, in the college football world. So, um, make sure you guys keep up, uh, with y'all. Uh, comment down below, guys, who y'all's college team y'all root for, and uh, are they in the top ten? Are they in the top four? Um, let us know down below in the comments. Um, but let's get to our final topic here, guys, um, for the episode. And that's, of course, the NFL predictions. Uh, last week, I did not have a terrible week, actually. I went 10-5 and five last week. Um, like I said, I predicted the Colts to win that game. Um, let's see if we get any upsets other than I got. Um, I did not expect Houston to beat Tennessee. Um, I didn't expect Minnesota to beat Green Bay. Um, but yeah, guys, I'm actually kind of happy that I uh, called it. I actually um called the chief the Chiefs winning, and I even called the Cardinals beating us. Um, so yeah, we went. I went ten and five uh this past weekend. But let's get into week twelve. Uh, the predictions, guys. Um, starting with. The Thanksgiving games, uh, got the Thanksgiving games. Um, that's it's Thanksgiving week, guys. Um, so starting off with the three games, um, three actually pretty good games. I feel like, um, starting off with the first one, Bears versus Lions. This might be an upset, but I'm actually going with Detroit to win their first game on Thanksgiving. They're going against Chicago. It's in Detroit. Um, it's Thanksgiving. I just have a feeling Detroit. They, I have a feeling they're just going to come out here and actually win a game for once. Um, I'm going with the, Detroit. Uh, but who do you got in this game? Yeah, I mean, both teams are pretty bad. But I do think the Lions, uh, I think the actually the Bears, a lot of fan, fans are angry. They want to get Matt Nagy fired. Um, a lot of fans in the stands for firing Nagy. So. Um, that team seems to be unraveling a little bit, and the Lions have a couple, a lot of close losses. Mm-hmm. So I think the Lions. I, I I think I'll take the Lions as well to pull this one out, get their first win of the season. Yeah, like you said, a lot of the games have been really close. Um, I just feel like they can actually beat the Bears. It's in Detroit. They they gotta win the Bears. Um, next game, Raiders versus Cowboys. I don't know why. I'm going back-to-back upsets. I actually got the Las Vegas Raiders winning and beating the Cowboys. Normally, the Cowboys won. One, they're coming off a loss against Kansas City in a game that they easily could have won, um, but they just couldn't get it. They just couldn't get it done. Um, Las Vegas is coming off a loss to Cincinnati, but I think they might come back angry and they'll actually play really well this game. Dallas is coming off a tough loss against the Chiefs. Um, and normally the Cowboys don't play um, that well on Thanksgiving Day. I know for sure last year they lost to the Washington football team. I believe the last time they won was just a couple of years ago. I'm trying to think of when their last win on Thanksgiving was. But normally 
um, they don't ask, they don't, they don't normally don't play as well on Thanksgiving. So I'm gonna actually have the Raiders coming in in an upset, and I'll just, I feel like it'll be an, actually an off game again for the Cowboys. Um, and I have the feeling it's gonna be a low scoring game, and I'm actually gonna go with the Las Vegas Raiders to win this game. Um, but who do you got in this one? Um, I'm gonna take the Cowboys here. Um, the Raiders seem to be reeling a little bit, three straight losses. And the Cowboys coming in on Thanksgiving, um, their tradition, uh, I think they should be able to pull this one out, um, especially coming off of a loss. I think uh, Cowboys want this one a little bit more. Um, I think they should be able to pull this out. Uh, Dak coming back, um, playing with a little bit more fire, um, especially on Thanksgiving. I think uh, the Cowboys get this one. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would take the Cowboys, but also they do have a couple of injuries with Amari Cooper, CD Lamb coming off a short week also, but we'll see. We'll see how they end up playing. Um, Bills versus Saints, the last game on Thursday, on Thanksgiving night. Um, I got the Bills bouncing back from the loss to the Colts, and I got the Bills beating the Saints. Uh... Yeah, this one's a tough one for me. I think uh, I would like the Saints to win, um, but I don't think it's going to happen, um, especially uh, with the Bills coming off of an embarrassing loss last week. Uh, I do think they should be able to pull it off, but also it's playing in played in New Orleans. Um, night game uh, in New Orleans is always very tough. Uh, and the Bills have not been looking impressive as of late. So uh, this is a toss-up for me. Mm. I'm going to go with the – actually, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, I want to win, and I think they could be able to do it with it being a night game in New Orleans. Going with the home team there. Uh, let's do – Next one here, Steelers versus the Bengals. Um, I got the Bengals here. I actually have them in a pretty easy win, um, but it'll be a division rival game. It's a division game, so it might be competitive, but I have the Bengals sort of comfort- comfortably beating the Steelers. Um, I'm going in Cincinnati. Well, uh, I don't know about how comfortable this game is going to be. Um, I think it's going to be kind of close. Um, division rivals, these teams always play each other very tight. Um, and I think they're pretty evenly matched team, um, especially with Big Ben and his age. Um, I don't know. I think this one's going to be tough, uh, a low-scoring affair, I think. A uh, lot of defense in this game. Uh, I think... Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals in this one. Uh, I think they're a little bit younger and a little bit going to play with a little bit more fire. Um, And they get this divisional, a big divisional win here. Both of us again with the Bengals there. Uh, Let's go Bucks versus your Colts um, in Indianapolis. Um, Try to do this out here, but I'm going to go with the Bucks. Uh, I don't know. I think the Colts, I just think the Bucks sort of outmatch all. Um, 
But I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. Um, but how do you feel about this game? Who are you going with? Yeah, I think uh, I don't feel as confident as I did as the Bills game with this one. Um, but this game is at home. But I do. I will admit the Colts' home field advantage isn't that big of a thing. It doesn't really get that loud in that stadium. So, uh, I don't know how big an advantage it is. So, uh, but it is a uh, home. So I guess they they get to sleep at the in their own apartments and stuff. So that's one thing. But I I'm gonna take the Colts here. It's a must win for them. Um, especially with the record they have coming in. Uh, they're going to be playing with a lot more sense of urgency. And then coming off of a massive win against the Bills, uh, I think they'll be able to um, bring in the same a similar game plan here. Uh, the Bucks going to get back Vita Vea on their defensive line, which is going to be tough to run against. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor, my MVP candidate, um, should be able to prevail. and get at least 100 yards and one touchdown to at least break LT's record. And I think uh, the Colts pull out a close one here um, and beat the Bucks. I will be rooting for the Colts since y'all are an AFC team playing an NFC team. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll be a tough one for y'all, but I'm, I'll be rooting for y'all, though. Uh, next team here, Panthers versus Dolphins. I really – want to go with the Dolphins because I really want to see the Panthers lose this week to give the Seahawks somewhat of a chance. But um, I'm going to go with Carolina to actually end up winning this game. Uh, so I'm going with the Panthers. Cameron's back um, looking pretty good. He almost beat Washington last week. Um, but how do you uh, – who are you picking, uh, Panthers or the Dolphins? Yeah, I mean, the Dolphins have been – Kind of quietly, I think they're on a two or three game winning streak. Um, let me check. Yeah, they're on a at the moment, so they're quietly stringing along some wins, uh, but not against great teams, but still wins. But I think the Panthers win here. Um, they seem to be a better team, uh, especially with Cam Newton. Um, the Dolphins don't really have that much of an offense. So I, I'm going to take the Panthers here. Um, next game here, the Tennessee Titans versus the New England Patriots. This was a tough one. Um, I really thought about this one. But I think it's in New England. New England sort of has that uh, fire right now. They're sort of on the hot streak. Um, they're first in the division. Mike Jones is looking really good. Um, arguably could be rookie of the year. Um, but I'm gonna go with the New England Patriots to win this, but this is it's gonna be a close game. This is gonna be actually a really good game to watch. Uh yeah, this is actually a very tough game for me for allegiances purposes. <laughs> um I will never pick the Patriots to ever win any games. Um, but it's against the Titans and we Titans losses here. So I don't know. I'll go with a tie. <laughs> <laughs> our first ever tie. That's our first ever prediction as a tie. Yeah, I'll I'll put that in the record books as a tie. 
Watch it actually be a tie. Watch you actually get that right. Um, let's go to the an NFC East battle. Uh, Eagles versus Giants. Um, I'm gonna go with the Eagles here. Like we said earlier, when we talked about the division standings, Eagles have had some quiet wins. Um, playing sort of pretty well lately, especially since the Cowboys haven't been playing that well. The Eagles have been sort of creeping up a little bit, but I'm gonna go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, in a pretty easy win against the Giants. Uh, yeah, uh, you could easily say that, but I do think the NFC East again with these bottom level teams, they're kind of unpredictable. Um, they've been playing well as of late, but I do think after the Giants pulled off that stinker in on Monday night, um, I think uh, they might have a little fire on them. Uh, on themselves to uh, uh, play a little bit better. Um, but it's tough to pick them to win any game. Uh, they just fired their offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett. So, uh, new guy coming in. Um, I think it's, uh, I forgot who it is. I think it's the Browns' old coach, head coach. Uh, is their new offensive coordinator. But I think the Eagles are the better team. So I'm going to take the Eagles here. Yes, I, yeah, I think yeah, both of us going with the Eagles over there. Uh, next game, Falcons versus the Jaguars. I actually got the Jaguars winning this game. Um, in Jacksonville, they are coming off a tough loss against the Niners, but I think the Falcons just aren't that great of a team this year, and I think they're going to fall to a team like the Jaguars. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville getting the win. Uh, yeah, the Jaguars have some fight in them. Uh, I'll give them that. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been average. Okay? Um, but the Falcons are not that great of a team, but they do have offensive weapons. Um. This is another tough one. Two evenly matched bad teams. Um, but uh, I'll go with you. I'll take the Jaguars here. Uh, an AFC South friend of mine. I'll take the Jaguars. And the next game is tough to call. The Jets versus the Texans. Two uh, arguably not, <laughs> two not great teams <laughs> going at it. Um yeah, definitely game of the week here. I'm going to go with the uh, New York Jets actually winning this game. I actually had them. I thought they beat the Dolphins last week. They didn't. But uh, I don't know. I, I, honestly, this could be – this could either go either way, but I'm going to go with the New York Jets. Uh, no, the Jets are not going to win the game. Um, there's no chance. The Jets are a very bad team. Um, they're bad in all aspects. And the Texans coming off of a big win against the Titans, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Look at impressive. Um, their offense wasn't, but their defense has been impressive. And the Jets' defense is very bad. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the Texans here. Um, and I don't think it's going to be close either. Mm-hmm. Going into the uh, next game here, the Chargers versus the Broncos. Um I had a lot of – I was really hyped for the Broncos this year. I was really hoping they'd do good. 
Um, I just haven't played to my expectations, but uh, they're five and five. But with all that being said, I'm going to go with the LA Chargers, actually. Uh, I think they're going to still be able to go. I think they're going to be able to go into Denver and win. Um, but yeah, I would, I would actually wouldn't mind seeing the Broncos win this game. Um, but I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, yeah, this is a tough divisional matchup. Um, either team for his, for the Colts, I would say. Um, they're wild card uh, foes. So um, I think the Chargers are the better team. But I'm going to take the Broncos to win this one um, and get a get one win uh, up in the division uh, rankings. Uh, I'm going to take the Broncos here, especially being in uh, Denver, playing in mile high, high is always tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to take the Broncos. Uh, going into a NFC battle here. You got the uh, L.A. Rams versus the Green Bay Packers. And I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. And I'm honestly hoping they actually sort of destroy the Rams. I'm really hoping they lose. It's in Green Bay. Um, L.A., the Rams should not. It's one, it's getting colder in Green Bay. So they should not really be getting, they shouldn't really be comfortable with the weather there. And I'm hoping the Packers actually really just go out there and just get a good, Dominant win, so I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. Um, they they got to beat the this my NFC West rivals. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Packers as well. I think they're the better team. Um, the Rams are a little bit of a phony, in my opinion. Um, and the Packers coming off a tough loss, but I think they should have a a few players coming back. I know they're playing with a lot of injuries in the past few weeks, so I think with them getting a little bit healthier uh, and, and especially playing being played at Green Bay, I think um, the Packers get this one. Um, going into another NFC battle here, um, we got the Minnesota Vikings versus the 49ers. Um, same sort of deal. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, to beat my 49, not my 49ers, my rivals, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I got Minnesota again, they're coming off that big win against the Packers, they're feeling good. Um, Niners, just I don't really see them as that great of a team, they're five and five. Um, but I'm gonna go with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. No, I'm actually gonna go with the Niners in this one, um, especially playing at home. Um, they they don't have that much of a home field advantage, but I think the trip west for the White Vikings might be detrimental. Um, and I think they're pretty evenly matched teams, but I think um, the Niners, uh, especially with Jimmy G, seem to be a little bit better. Um, and they they've won a couple games here, uh, so I think uh, the Niners pull this one off. Going into the Sunday night football game, we got the Cleveland Browns going to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I actually had this as a pretty good game, um, but I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. It's in Baltimore. It's Sunday night. Um, it's kind of hard to root against the home team, so I'm going to go with the Ravens. They're looking really good. Um, but I feel like this could be close. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to take the Ravens as well. 
The Ravens haven't really convinced me. Um, I actually went to uh, the Ravens versus Colts game uh, in Baltimore, and they didn't look that impressive uh, in that game. They somehow pulled it off with all the injuries for the Colts in the back end, but um, their offense isn't that great. Um, but the Browns' offense is not good either, especially with Baker. Um, they've definitely underperformed um, for their expectations. So I, I think I'll take the Ravens, but in a close game. Um, I think they're pretty evenly matched teams. Um, but I think with the home field advantage in favor of the Ravens uh, and a little bit uh, of a better quarterback situation. I think Lamar might be able to play this week. I know he was out last week, so I think the Ravens pull this one off as well. And lastly, guys, going into the uh, Monday Night Football game, we got the Seahawks going to Washington. Um, I'm actually going to go with the Seahawks here. I think we actually bounced back from last week, even though it'll be tough going to Washington. Um, normally, Russell Wilson does really good on Monday Night Football. Normally, really in any primetime game, Sunday Night Football, Thursday Night or Monday Night, we normally do pretty good. It's in Washington, so that's going to make it tough. But Washington's defense hasn't played as well as we thought they'd be. Chase Young's not there. Um the offense is good one week, but not that great another week. So I got Seattle winning this game. But the only way I see us winning is if we can get – we just got to get in the, in, the end, in the end zone. And as silly as that sounds, if we can just find ways to have successful drives and not punt midfield, we should be good. As long as we get points, whether it's on field goals, whether it's touchdowns, we just got to – we cannot have no more – punts like majority of the game and time and possession that's a big one also that's a big key stat right there we barely touched the ball so we can hold on to the ball and have a good time of possession with the Washington football team I can see us winning um but I must say it's going to come down to a really close game um pretty low scoring game also so I'm gonna go with the Seahawks though but it's a must win game for Seattle and if we don't win this one I pretty much guarantees we're not making the playoffs or anything like that so We've got to win this one, and I'm going with Seattle. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a tough situation for Seattle. Um, And this game's actually going to be pretty tough, especially being in Washington, D.C. Washington coming off of a win. Taylor Heineke actually played pretty well in that game. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's actually a toss-up for me. It being Monday Night Football, uh, it might be difficult for Heineke to show up in a primetime game. But I don't know. You're saying the Seahawks have not played well of it as of late. Uh, I think uh, the Washington football team might be able to pull off an upset, even though it might not be an upset because they have a better record. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Washington football team, but I don't know what's going to happen here. Um they seem to be evenly matched, um, but I'll take the home team. Yeah, right now, yeah, like you said, they're pretty evenly matched. Right now, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Washington beats us, but if we can just get somewhat of Russell Wilson back to how he normally plays, we should be out. We should have this game taken care of. 
Um, but that that should be a good Monday Night Football game. I'll definitely be super excited for that game. Um, but yeah, guys, that wraps up the NFL predictions. Hopefully, um, my predictions go pretty well. I'm really hoping I get the Thanksgiving games right with the two upsets. I'm really hoping I get those two right. One thing I'd like to amend with my um predictions. I know I'd mentioned a tie earlier, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna say if it's not gonna be a tie. If it's uh, not going to be a tie, I'll take a Patriots win. You are uh, New England, okay? Yes. Uh, if it's not going to be a tie, but that's one amendment I'll make to my um predictions. If if they end up getting that tie, that will be a very interesting podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I. I'm not going to put money on it, but if it does end up being a tie, I would be... I mean, I wouldn't re- be surprised if that game went to overtime, though. Those are really, two really evenly matched games. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we will see next week. Or this Sunday, actually. Um, But yeah, guys, that was the predictions. Comment down below, guys. Your guys' favorite team, and do you all see your team winning this week? Or... You I you you have your team actually losing this week. Um, but yeah, comment down below about your guys' teams. And that basically wraps up this episode, guys. That was all our topics. I think this is a really good episode. We got into a lot of good conversations. Um let's uh make you guys, if you guys have not heard of the sportslibrary.tech website, make sure you guys go check out the new articles we got over there. Um over covering the NFL, NBA, and MLB, MLB and more. Also, guys, make sure you guys check out the sports library TikTok page. We're so close to 6,000 followers, so thank you guys for everyone who's already followed. Um, but if you guys haven't followed, make sure you guys hit that follow button and uh, keep running up the likes, comments, and shares, and send the videos to your friends and tell your friends about Sports Library because we got new content coming out every single day. We got the podcast, we got the TikTok page. So you guys definitely don't want to miss out. Um, and last, you guys, make sure you guys check out that Sports Library Patreon page, um, exclusive content only for Patreon members. So thank you to everyone who's already been a Patreon member. Um, if you guys are wanting to support us, that's the best way to do it. Um, you guys don't have to do it, but thank you to everyone who already has. Um, I want to thank Adi for being on this episode again. Um, but yeah, this was a really good episode, man. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I look forward to this week. Uh, a lot of big games coming up, even in college football. Uh, A&M's going to play LSU. So we'll see what happens uh, starting Thursday. And then tomorrow, Hard Knocks comes out mm-hmm. uh, with my so uh, it's going to be a Jonathan Taylor feature on Hard Knocks. So look look for that, too. Hey, guys. A lot of interesting things going on in the sports world. So make sure you guys check out uh, Sports Library to keep all, get you guys updated. Um, but yeah, yeah, thank you, Adi. Thank you, guys, for everyone listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out.